haven't seen you in like 0.5 milliseconds. I know. It's been so long. So welcome back, listeners. You are tuning in to the 13th episode of Drink Drunk Dead. Dead. I am your host, Emily. Who are you? Oh, you're talking to me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I am your hostess, Joel. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, now that all that calm shit's out of the way. Ha <laughs> That's such an appealing laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. So we had tried to record this last week, and we actually made it all the way through, but we had some technical difficulties, and last week was my son's, well, this week was my son's birthday, but over the weekend we celebrated, so we didn't have a chance to re-record before then, so sorry guys, this is a little late coming, technical difficulties and ridiculous school schedules and birthdays and too much going on at the moment. Right. Yeah. Hack dack. And we're not rich enough to afford somebody to edit our shit for us. Dude, nobody could have edited that. It was so bad. <laughs> I have no idea what happened, but it was this horrible just echo. Everything echoed so sure badly. Martin, Martin Scorsese could have. Maybe. Martin. Or he at least could have made it sound cool. Maybe. Isn't Throw he like, like an a producer alien. or director or something? Though? Yeah, I'm sure he has hookups, though. Yeah, that's true. Probably has the hookups. Right. So tonight we are drinking Apothic Red. So we went with the California wine tonight. We actually yeah. have two California wines in case we get through this one. Uh, this is Apothic Red, and it's a mix. In case we go through it. Yeah, because you're lush. And Ooh, then we have... I'm a big fella. And then we have Dark Horse Rosé as our backup, which I'm excited to try because we had Dark Horse Merlot over the weekend, and that was really good. We couldn't find it tonight. And it was all sold out. It was like yeah. eight bucks at the store, man. That's a steal, and that stuff was right. actually really good. <laughs> right. It's almost, you know, the pros outweigh the cons mm-hmm. on the uh, on the wine there compared to... The French? The De Ribbon. I love the French wines, though, but that yeah, was a really there's good... There's really not much different. I like California wines. It was and... just a bit drier. That's the only thing I really noticed between that and the De Ribbon. Well, they're two different wines. I mean, the Merlot is going to be dry. It's all the same shit. To you? They just call it different different things to make you spend more money. You're actually how it works. I used to work at a um, grape vineyard. Did you? It was a non-wine grape vineyard, but I still worked at a grape vineyard. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, what did you learn while you were there? Did you stomp any grapes? Huh? Did you stomp any grapes? Sure did. did Barefooted. Your... Ugh. With all the tofas that you have? We filter it Dude, out. Dude, I've seen that stuff get stuck in the fucking shower. There's no filtering that out. There is. <laughs> That's the point of a good filter is it gets stuck. Oh, but then it's left there for everybody else. And it soaks it all up. You start drinking it. It clogs up the drains. Yeah. Need to get you some new socks. Uh, even brand new socks, they still get, still get fuzzy. Like every time I've turned on the faucet up in the bathroom this week, there's been like big. <laughs> you don't know that that's for me. <laughs> it's definitely not for me. Or the boys with well, their teeny tiny feet. You never know. What have you been doing? What? 
It's from you. What have you been doing? How do you get that kind of toe fuzz? My feet are hot. Can you just sit there and rub them like you're trying to start a fire or something? Like they're two twigs and you just keep rubbing those toes until you rub off all the fuzz? Right. Makes sense. Definitely. It's not like the water that takes it off or anything. Well, you have to get it in between your toes in the first place. That's just (laughs) physics, babe. That's how these things happen. I don't choose. Does gravity pull it down into your toes? I didn't choose the toe fuzz life. The toe fuzz life chose me. (laughs) Uh, Friction is physics. Oh, okay, okay. Gravity isn't the only thing that physics studies, you know. You're so annoyed by that, aren't you? I'm so annoyed. Yeah. I know. I can see it all over your face. Coming from the person who the wanted to be a physicist tor- at one point in her life. Torsion. I don't know. Physics. Physics. Quantum shit. Quarks. That's a different realm. It is a whole different realm. There's, oh, I forget the name of the one quark. It's or not a, the quark. It's a subatomic particle. It's really funny though. I, well, can't, I can't remember it. Must not be the Higgs boson. No. Isn't that like the smallest particle that they theorize? I don't or know. Or one of the most popular theories or I, something. I know that it was something that CERN was able to finally definitively prove existed in like 2014 or something. It was a big deal. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Because it's only hypothesized to have existed. Hypothesized? Hypothesized. So what's new with you, Shadi? Ah, well, I was looking at our Facebook page today. And we are up to, I think, 93 or 95 likes and 100 and some odd followers. So I'm excited about that. We're close to 100. We have 28 on Twitter and 50 on Instagram. So get out there and find us, guys. We put some funny stuff up. Sometimes. Sometimes. I put funny stuff up all the time. Well. And I finally added you. Yeah. Aren't so, you excited? So you should really start following us because it's going to get a lot better. Oh, yeah, right. Like you'll do a damn thing. Okay. Um, How many shares and views did my meme get? Not as many as mine. So fuck off, man. Well, it was mine also. Mine got it's like only, 80 shares. So. Okay. It's also. Mine's also only been up for like 24 hours now. I don't care. And yours has been up you for like a comparing week. Comparing the two. You're going right. to compare them. Right, but I'm saying mine's been up at this point in time when yours was up. Yeah, mine was already hugely popular. Uh-huh, sure. I'm just so funny. Everybody likes my stuff. The stuff that you find elsewhere. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so I'm not original. Leave me the fuck alone, man. I'm okay with not being original. Uh-huh. You're making fun of me. I did want to do... um. A shout out to we, we picked up a bunch of new listeners so i was going to kind of go through from our most recent episode our weird our uh, paranormal pennsylvania cover some of the listeners that we had there so of course we always have eerie and then we have waco texas which i'm hoping is megan megan if it's you i love you my love bestie you. best best in the whole world we have hesperia hesperia california los lunas new mexico and then this one i was really excited about cliche france and we're drinking a californian wine yeah i know this week last week when we tried this originally i was drinking a french wine right i think it was a white sorry mr france or mrs well 
Thank you for joining us, Kalishi. They binged all of our episodes, so I was excited about that. Nice. And then we have Murraysville, Pennsylvania. Welcome back, Murraysville. Carlinville, Illinois, another returning one. Amsterdam in, Ho- in uh, North Holland. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Frankfurt. Do you think they were high or they were in the red light district? What? What'd you, wait, what? Do you think they were high or were they in the red light district? Not everybody in Amsterdam does that stuff. Everybody in Amsterdam does that stuff. Well, then they probably really enjoy our show. Because we do that stuff? No, because we're funny as fuck, especially if you're high or drunk or uh, something. We're having sex. <laughs> With the red light district. <laughs> Maybe the putting it in your butt right. really got to them. And they were like, yes, <laughs> I got to listen to some more of this. Until they get pumped up to go knock on a door. Yeah. yeah. So we have Frankfurt, Germany. Frankfurt, Johnstone, Scotland. Frankfurt. Johnstone, Scotland. Yay, Scotland. <laughs> then we have Enfield Town, England, which that's the home of the Enfield Haunting, I believe, which Enfield Haunting, that's what there was a movie that was based on it. I can't remember which one. Lindenwold, New Jersey, that shout out your sis, I think. Atascacita, Atascacita, Texas. Listens fairly regularly. Baychester, New York. New one. San Jose, California. Woo, woo. Fort Collins, Colorado. You hate San Jose. I've never been to San Jose. You just hate all of California. No, I don't. Yes, you do. Fort Collins, Colorado. Your favorite state. (laughs) And Finley, Ohio. So, yeah. Thanks, guys, for listening. Danke. My homie in Frankfurt will get that. Danke. Danke. Uh, what's it? Bitter? Bitter? Bitter Zane. Bitter Zane? Yeah. I don't know. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Yeah. <laughs> no. Ja. <laughs> no. Nope. Not at all. Oh, I have some weird facts for you. So I had. Our last episode was Paranormal Pennsylvania, and I had looked to see, you know, if there were more um, gates of hell along that same kind of. Mm-hmm. the latitude <laughs> it took me a minute to remember i always go straight to longitude <laughs> it's been about 25 years since i took geometry it's been a while leave me alone so along that same latitude right but then i realized that when i was looking i was kind of biasing my my search looking for stuff along the latitude and believe me i found stuff that was fairly close to it mm-hmm. especially um in columbus and illinois by the way, the demon house that's in Gary, Indiana, is pretty close to this line. So Gary, you want to get to hell. Indiana. We covered the demon house on um our YouTube episode. That was so long ago. It was the two it was the mom and her three kids, two little boys and a daughter, and the little boy that walked up the wall and flipped over her. Okay. Do you remember? Vaguely. Vaguely. Yeah. That was crazy. That was recent. Anyway. So but I couldn't find enough information, and I was trying not to bias my search, so I went looking for weird facts about beer, because you like beer. I do. And I found some good stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do tell. So there's a government-funded organization in Amsterdam. Hey, shout <laughs> out. <laughs> Called the Rainbow Group. They hire alcoholics to clean litter from city streets, and then they pay them with beer. Cat litter? Ha, you're funny. That was a question. Clean the litter. 
Like trash. Like they go into people's houses? No, they clean Who litter on the street. Who would want an alcoholic in their house? What is wrong with you? Yeah. The jokes are so not funny. Shut the fuck up, all right? <laughs> okay, so... Don't appreciate you. It's okay. I don't appreciate your jokes. Well, thanks for tuning in this week, fellas. Um, next week is just going to just be me. Pre- prepare yourself for a boring show. Your jokes are ridiculous. <laughs> I know I'm corny. Where would shit. you be without I like me? Dad jokes. Give me dad jokes all day. I'm not a dad yet. What? I'm not a dad yet. Kind of. You're like a stepdad. Yeah, but That's different. okay. I don't think you'll do dad jokes right anyway. I just don't think it's your style. You don't deserve dad jokes, to be honest with you. It's not your style. Okay, so moving on with more beer facts. Away from Amsterdam, let's go to Belgium. In 2001, some Belgium, Belgium, Belgian elementary schools began serving low-alcohol beer to school children at lunch as a healthier alternative to soda. I mean, not really that wrong. I think it was light beer. It's probably a light beer or like O'Doul's or whatever that has almost no alcohol and it's like 0.6%. O'Doyle rules. Billy Madison? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reference not wasted. Mm-hmm. I know that's what I think of every time I see O'Doul's too. But So they started serving low alcohol beer to kids. My jokes are good. Aristotle claimed that drinkers of wine and other intoxicants fall in random directions, but beer drinkers always fall on their backs. I would love to test that. I think that would be fucking hysterical. But you'd have to get somebody who's willing to get just so sloshed that they fall over. That's interesting. Isn't that so? Like, if there's if there's a drunk person who drank beer, mm-hmm. and they're running forward and they trip, are they still gonna fall on their back? Like, is it they spin around or they always tip backwards? I think it's that they always tip backwards, essentially. Huh. So if they're so drunk that they're gonna fall over and stumble, then they're gonna fall backwards and land on their backs. It's interesting. Kind of has like, something to do with the carbonation, the bubbles. Well, it's Aristotle. It's like 3,000 years old. I don't think it's actually true. But it'd be fun Aristotle to test. Aristotle was a smart person. What was that uh, show that we were watching? It was like the 100 people that they would test. They'd put them through the different... 100 humans? Something like that. That might have been it. It be... was it. That would be fun to do that on the show. To test and see if... We don't have that kind of money. Well, no. We'll, we'll just propose it to them. Test this... This theory of Aristotle's <laughs> goes way back. We'll have, catch him next summer. I have one more for you. Okay. Uh, the strongest beer in the world is Snake Venom. It's brewed by Scottish brewery Brewmeister, which I think sounds more like a German name than a Scottish name. And it is 67.5% alcohol by volume. So if you want to compare that to vodka... Vodka is 40% alcohol by volume, and beer is usually somewhere between 3 and like 10%. Mm-hmm. So, this is insanely alcohol. This is knock you on your ass alcohol. Right. It's beer. And it makes me think of that episode of Parks and Rec where Tom makes the, was it snake juice? That he gets everybody to come out and drink, and then Ron gets super drunk, and he wears um, April's hat, and he's dancing around. It cracks me up. <laughs> I can't. I laugh at that. Did you every drink time. it? If we got it, 
Snake Venom? That's probably some expensive-ass beer. Dude, no way. I don't like beer to begin with. The only beer I drink is not your father's root beer. Drinking <laughs> beer. I know. It tastes like IBC. It's so good. That's the only thing I'll drink, so I'm not drinking this stuff for sure. Although, I think it would probably only take a few sips, and I'd be good. Right. I can't. Because that's to- like... I mean, like Millers and Bud Lights, and those are like what four percent, three to four percent. So that's like fifteen to twenty beers. It has to taste like ass, though. Probably, but that's probably the more alcoholic things get, the not, worse they taste. That's, I would imagine the taste is not their foremost concern. Obviously, they made a beer for it to be strong. They don't care how. How, how do you tastes. even make a beer sixty-seven point five percent? Probably just pour straight ethanol into it <laughs> i think that's all i have for the weird facts yeah that's it well thanks for sharing darling those are your weird facts about beer i have a weird fact what's that your face <gasps> that's not a weird oh, fact oh oh i thought you were about to start that rap song that you say every white person does <laughs> mo bamba is it i don't know so we've had our drinks we're on our way to being drunk. Now it's time for the dead dog. I told you to stop it. The dead. Stop it. <laughs> I'm going to mute you every time you do that now. You ready? No. Promise to stop it. So this week we're doing doppelgangers. And Promise you're going to first. stop it. I'm not promising. I like it. It's fun. All right. Then I'm just going to start muting your microphone or unplugging it or something. Just cover your ears like I cover my ears when you crack your neck. That's pretty funny. That I cover my ears? Yeah. It's nasty, man. Sounds like breaking bones. I can't. Makes me want to puke. It's called a knuckle fart. And it's actually very Mm-mm. natural. Mm-mm. Gross. Let me do it for you real quick. No. Seriously, don't. <laughs> That's you're fucking evil. Oh, my goodness. All I right. can see you telling people to send me audio of them cracking their fucking necks just so I puke. Because you're an ass. If... If y'all want, send us an audio file to our email, drinkdrunkdeadpodcast at gmail, of you cracking your knuckles or your neck or another weird body part, Um, but make sure you name it something completely innocent. You're evil. Because if somebody does that, I'm going to open that shit up. You don't open our emails. It's going to come straight to me. Right. Well, that's obviously the point of it. You're an ass. What's your story? Doppelgangers, duh. Doppelgangers, duh. Wow. So give me your story. How does it feel to be five years old again? I'm rubber and you're glue. I'm not even going to stoop to your level. It's like the best comeback ever. Is it? No, it's terrible. Yeah. Like I said, really, you think that's what it is? I've learned so many more. Oh, I forgot to say. my fingers in a Z formation, exclamation, online, burn. What the fuck was that? <laughs> this window is closed. Go to the next burn. I've never heard this. What's well, then you grew up in the wrong time. Your generation is so fucking weird. All right. I forgot to say. Before you embarrass yourself, let's move on. Forgot to say that I farted in the last episode. So if you heard that and you heard me losing my shit. And it was a conscious decision to keep it in. <laughs> it's on her funny. part. 
She was sitting over there for a solid 20 minutes flipping your shit about your damn fart. It was so funny to listen to that with my headphones on. <laughs> Surprised you didn't make it your ringtone or something. <laughs> Such a car. It sounded like Nickelodeon canned fart. It was so funny. So I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because we're real here on Drink Drunk Dead. And we, you know, this is this is us. We can be polite in other company, I think, but not really. This is our show, so we're gonna do what I what what I want. It is really what I want. Let's be fair. You're funny. <laughs> we're gonna do what we want, and you guys are probably gonna listen. And if you don't, that's okay. We're having fun anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just be thankful you weren't here for the aftermath. <laughs> right, because I had to sit there, and that was only halfway through the episode. <laughs> So what's your doppelganger story? <laughs> so. See, here she fucking goes. I can't help it. I'm the, I have the humor of a fucking five-year-old yeah, boy. It's exactly. so funny. <laughs> see, and you think... You, yeah, whatever. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I'm composed. <laughs> no, you're not. For the time being, I am. I'm Jimmy Fallon. I will probably lose my right. shit here in a Wet minute. Wet fart on a wood chair. And a- <laughs> <laughs> Why do you do these things? Uh-huh. <laughs> Go ahead. So, the modern day term doppelganger is often perceived as someone who looks like someone else. But the word holds a much older, darker, and more superstitious meaning than most people know. Superstitious. Superstitious. The word doppelganger is German for double walker. Ooh. You like German. Yeah. Yeah. According to Deutsch legend, they are paranormal duplicates of a real person. They can come about in a variety of manners. Seeing them out of the corner of your eye, meeting them in a remote location when no one else is around, or maybe creepiest of most, manifesting behind you or beside you in a mirror. Mirrors, man. I'm telling you. You Why do they fucking come up everywhere? I hate mirrors. Just because they know that you hate it so much. And they're just like, yeah, fuck Emily. She doesn't appreciate Joel's jokes. Because she's a mean old hag. Did you just call me a fucking hag? <laughs> a mean old hag. Okay, so you just fucking called me a hag. Well, give credit where credit is due. <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> Sometimes the doppelganger can't be seen by the person they're emanating at all but rather be present at different locations to different people. There are many thoughts and reasons surrounding the doppelganger happenings. Many who believe in the spiritual apprehension of truths throughout the ages believe them to be otherworldly and supernatural beings. Scientists say that they're just electrical misfirings in the brain or mental illnesses like schizophrenia. That's bullshit. That wouldn't explain why other people see them or why it's so common. Right, but I would imagine just from a scientific standpoint that they would say, you know, when somebody sees it, um, well, Did it, it, it doesn't ghosts? mean... I mean... Yeah. That it's a misfiring in the brain? Yeah. No. Yeah. Lies. Okay, that I your love brain science. is producing something science, that you want to see. Bullshit. Your brain is producing something that it wants to see or doesn't want to see. I mean, think about nightmares. Why do we have nightmares? You don't fucking know, but your brain does it anyways. 
people hate nightmares, but the brain still does it to you. I'm not saying that these things don't exist. Okay, I could see that under... For a small percentage of the people who experience this, yeah. But this happens a lot. Maybe we're all just fucked up. Well, yeah, that's, no, that's a given. We are definitely all just fucked up. Right. I don't know. Whatever their origin is, they often lead to bad news and unfortunate endings. According to both German and English folklore, seeing your doppelganger most often means death will follow soon. Oh, you said seeing. I thought you said senior doppelganger. Like there's a fucking hierarchy? There is. You best is believe a, it. Is there a pecking order? Uh, huh. That should have been one of your facts. <laughs> the pecking order fact? Yeah. That was fun. The chance of death being greater if you see it more than once. Uh, one of the most famous examples of this. Abraham Lincoln had once reported seeing his lookalike in 1860. He was his reflection doubled in the mirror. One face beside the other. He had seen this three times. I believe it was once he saw it the first time and then he sat back down. He tried and he sat up again, um, saw it once more. And then he kept trying after a while and eventually he had seen it that third time. That would start to make you think like, is my vision going? Is there something wrong where I'm seeing? Am I schizophrenic? Doubles of things. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm pretty sure schizophrenia wasn't a defined disorder at that time you don't think so no i'm pretty sure lincoln wasn't like yo there's a chance mary yeah they that still, i might be schizophrenic they still chopped off you know arms because your tip of your finger had gangrene well yeah with a rusty saw blade oh, gross i don't want to talk about that it makes me ugh. nope tetanus his wife, Mary Todd, had speculated that this meant he would serve two terms but would die before the end of the second. And sure enough, he did. Was Mary Todd right? Did she, I wonder if she actually said that. Yeah. Did she? Yeah. That's crazy. I'm, I was just kind of wondering if it was a rumor that she said that or if she actually literally said that. I know she was always worried for his life just well, yeah, because he was wasn't popular. Too. It is also thought that they are your evil twin or the bad angel on your shoulder. They will try to plant sinister thoughts into the head of the person they are emanating by purposely giving you bad advice. Oh, is that you on my shoulder? I'm not your doppelganger. I'm way better looking than you. <laughs> Another one is someone else seeing your <laughs> doppelganger might mean that you are very ill. Why do you hate me? Because you make fun of me. I'm not making fun of you. You and said I'm you're way better back looking you, than dude. me, but you're a, just, you're a bearded dude. We can't compare. That's all that needs to be said. That you're a bearded dude and yes. so it's better? Yeah. Okay. I guess bearded dudes, you beat me out. Do I look like... Have you ever seen um, A League of Their Own? I don't know. It's a Tom Hanks movie from the early 90s based in the 1940s. It was about the female baseball leagues. Do you know that movie? No. Where he's a baseball coach? Never mind. There's a super ugly chick on there. Well, 
At least they make her look super ugly in the movie, but I'm kind of wondering if I'm that chick where a bearded dude looks better than me. I guess we need to get... She's got a face for radio. We need to get a board of people that swing both way, and we'll we'll let them uh, make the decision. I really don't need to hear that. What, that I look better than you? No, I don't. I don't want people, like, putting on our social media, hey... Damn, Joel. She's lucky. <laughs> She's dating up. <laughs> I mean, we already knew that, though. No. But it's okay. I'm here for you, baby. No, get that hand away. I don't Take want that shit. Get out of here. <laughs> Where were you? Where did you leave off? Coming from Norse mythology, a doppelganger referred, referred to as a Vardoger is a spiritual double of the you that lived before you. Shouts out our past life episode. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I didn't get to tell you. Oh, my goodness. I've been reading the book from... You did tell me. You've been reading it right next to me in bed every night. It's good. I'm enjoying it so far. (laughs) From your past life psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever. Was it Tom, Ted, Timmy? Mm, Tobias? I don't remember. I I remember the kid's name. Ryan. Yeah. And Martin Martin. Martin Martin. But it's got stories from all over the world. It's cool. It's cool. I'll have to talk about it once I'm all done. Yeah, I'm sure he has a few books worth of cases. Jim Tucker. That's what it is. That's what it was. Jim B. Tucker. Yep. So in Norse belief, the Vardoger is essentially described as deja vu in reverse, where a spirit with a subject's footsteps voice, scent, or appearance, and overall demeanor precedes them in a location or activity, resulting in witnesses believing they've seen or heard the actual person before the person physically arrives. So this is like the other person seeing you. Kind of doppelganger. Hmm. The smell. Just the idea of the scent preceding somebody. <laughs> like, you gotta have a smell if it precedes you. Right. Or if somebody distinguishes you by your scent. Yeah, especially back in the like days of the Vikings. You gotta have a smell. Uh-huh. <laughs> that person had to have been right. right. probably all public baths anyways, and if everybody's bathing in the same Dude, Vikings 50 didn't by have 50 public pool. baths. That was a Roman thing. Vikings were like, Fuck you, man. I smell like a man. Even the woman were like, I smell like a man. Yep. Equality, bitches. All right. But they didn't have to fight. What the? Viking women? Yeah. They fought. Doubt it. Yeah, they were tough bitches. I'm sure they were tough bitches, but... I don't think they went to war. I mean, still in the history today, it was... Well, yeah, if, if, if... their homeland was invaded i'm sure everybody would be fighting but sending those big old viking ships off to battle i would imagine there were very few women yeah that would have been kind of a sausage fest on those boats right i wouldn't want to be a chicken in the midst of that <laughs> right <laughs> some thirsty motherfuckers man. right testosterone would be racing pull the oar in and just crack them across the face. Right. get back <laughs> back boy in Ancient Egyptian mythology, a doppelganger is similar to the Ka. It is a spiritual double born in everyone. When a person passes away, their double lives on as long as they have something to inhabit. 
And this is why the Egyptians mummify the dead. They're dead. If the body was kept from decomposing, the double would have somewhere to live. Oh, that's weird. I didn't realize it was that they thought a double. I thought that they were saving it so that there was a body for the afterlife. Essentially. But I didn't realize it was for a double. Right, but like, so when you're born, you have your, you know, like your physical being and then I kind of, you know, like your conscience, your spiritual existence. So they mummify that so that once your physical body passes away, your physical being passes away, your spiritual still has somewhere to, to be. In your decaying body? Better than nothing. Yeah, I don't know about that. At least they're buried with a whole bunch of gold that maybe they can that's look where at. The, maybe that's where the Vikings came up with the idea of the scent preceding them. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they aren't dead. What, the Vikings? Yeah. Well, they're dead now, but... In Native American culture, the doppelganger is your evil twin from the underworld. They hold the belief that there's an upper world and an underworld. The good live in the upper, upper and the evil in the under. Hopi legend refers to twins called child of the sun and child of the water. They believe whatever is happening in the upper, the opposite goes on in the under. Huh, that's so like, like almost like an alternate universe. Yeah, it's kind of like heaven and quantum hell. stuff. When yeah. one spins up, the other spins down. Right. For sure. Physics, tying it back. couple more uh a lot of people that say your picture isn't safe either what your picture your picture isn't safe picture isn't safe like if you have your picture taken taken your soul is stolen <laughs> i'm fucked right <laughs> selfies galore yeah <laughs> imagine the insta models oh Poor yeah kylie jenner Scaroo. yeah um and i think we've talked about that before and i don't know if it was on our youtube channel or here. I, I don't remember. I talked about it. That's probably why you don't remember. That definitely is probably why yeah. I don't remember. Because you don't ever listen to me. I do. <laughs> I just don't retain it. What did I just say? I don't ever listen to you. Before that. The picture, a piece of your soul was stolen. No, after that. But before the other one. Kylie Jenner? No, no. What the fuck are you talking about? Exactly. You don't listen. <laughs> like, some other people believe that it is an alternate universe. So, you know, when you see your doppelganger or somebody else sees your doppelganger, um, you know, the two worlds, the two Earths are somehow colliding. Like there's a glitch in the matrix. Ooh, that's and, cool. And the, you know, the the you from your alternate universe somehow appears in, in your world. I wonder what that would experience would be for the person in the alternate universe probably about the same <laughs> like oh shit like, who, the fuck are who that i wonder if they hate us as much as we hate them of course you think yeah or are they smarter and they realize what we are i don't know maybe they're trying to get over our world Ooh, maybe it's active maybe that's why there's so many of them maybe Ooh. Ooh. don't make fun of me Ooh. I'm thinking so, my way through things. I got some of the stories for you, girl. I got some, you, girl. Stories I got some of the stories. Oh, thank you. Let's Although one of the stories that I have 
apparently you have. Oh, yeah. Emily. Emirate. Don't steal Emily. My first homeboy, George Tyrone. Tyrone, whatever his name. June 22nd of 1893. It's not a good day for Vice Admiral George Tyrone. I'm just going to refer to him as Tyrone because that's... Fun? It's frankly more... It's more better. It's intimidating. Right. If you're Tyrone. A, if you're a, what, Vice Admiral? Sounds like Admiral? a fine China. Tyrone. Put a little oomph behind it. Mm. He was commanding two columns of ships off the coast of Syria when he gave a command for the columns to turn towards each other. This attempt at a majestic naval drill turned out... At a majestic Majestic. naval drill. How do you know it's a column and not a row? Because it's all a matter of perspective, right? I would imagine if you're looking top down. Yeah, but if you're not looking top down... How do you decide it's a column, not a row? Well, I'm sure that like a global coordinate system, it, it would already be established that when you're talking about it, it's top down. That doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? It's already been established that when you're talking about it, it's top down. That doesn't explain anything that I just asked. If anybody who is talking about rows and columns were to be talking about rows and columns, they would understand that they are defined from top down. Well, what's top? Are you talking north? From the ship. From the front of the ship to the back of the ship. But that's all, again, a matter of which way you're oriented. What? So if you have a line of ships that are like, what is that, aft to hull or whatever? Just say front to back, left to right. I mean, you got to get all fancy. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I've been on ships for so many years, I have no fucking idea what they're called. (laughs) So front to back of shippy ships. Shippy <laughs> those, ship. those floaty the things in the water. The motors in the ship. <laughs> so if you're front to back on the floaty thingy in the water, and you point it east-west, and then you have another thing front to back, floaty thingy in the water, east-west, is that a row or a column? It's a column. Why? Because they're front to back. But what if they turned north to south? Then that's still a column. Why? Because they are front to back. Well, what if they were all if like... If they were left to right, stacked up left to right, left, right, left, right, left, right, that would be a row. Why? Think about it like battleships, babe. No. Because you don't want to be wrong. But you are. I'm not saying that <laughs> I don't want to be wrong. I'm just saying it doesn't make sense to me. Look at it from the sky. Like you were... A satellite, and you have way okay, better eyes 18, than you do right now. In 1893, now. they didn't have any fly things that could look down at the floaty. I'm thing. sure they could imagine what their floaty things looked like in the water. They could imagine, but they didn't know. So they didn't know how to imagine. No, they didn't know what it actually looked like to name it a column or a row. Just Move on. It's a column in Syria with Vice Admiral something Tyrone. Tyrone. I'm right. Whatever. I'm not giving you a booty rub tonight. God damn it. Yeah, see what you did to yourself? Uh, I fucked myself over on that one. 
So he fucked up. Just Sir like T-Rone. Yeah, really. Uh, the first ships promptly rammed into each other. Prompt. What? The first column promptly. They rammed into each other. And one of them, the one that T-Rone happened to be in, sank like a stone. T-Rone died knowing that he had just doomed 357 men to drown. His last words were, it's entirely my fault. That sucks. Go out like a man. I mean, at least he's owning up to it, but... Right. Well, because it was his decision to do some stupid shit. It was supposed to be majestic, baby. But it wasn't. He was trying to do, like, water ballet. Imagine Synchronized that. swimming with the floaty thingies. I want to see that now. Do you think they have that? Synchronized swimming with floaty thingies? Yeah. Well, synchronized sailing of the floaty thingies. Probably. Synchronized water movements of the sailing thingies. Floaty thingy water ballet. Right. It's a new sport. You should design that. And it's at the Olympics. <laughs> at the exact same time, Tyrone's wife was holding a lavish party for their friends in their London home. Suddenly, to the guest's surprise, Tyrone appeared at the party. Silently, he walked down the staircase, solemnly proceeding to the drawing room and opening the doors as if to leave before he suddenly disappeared. He was dressed in full uniform as if he was commanding a drill. Wait, so she's having a party? Yeah. Well, she's throwing a party while her hubby's gone? Yeah. He's off doing like some military shit. maneuvers and she's oh, let's have a party. Have a party, team. I'm so lonely here. I need to fill this mansion up with people. Right. Everybody come over and bring me gifts. That's how it went. Mm. So there there was a bit of like confliction with this story. Um, some people said that she was in like a different room and the reports came from uh, other people at the party who said that they had seen him. But then there was also other reports that said she was there. What does it matter if all these other people are reporting right. it? Which is why I didn't really understand it. Uh, I didn't see anything that was anything about accounts from her herself so she probably wasn't in that room. probably then? right so if she wasn't in that room that would kind of suck everybody else gets to see your hubby yeah as he's dying i feel like that's sad as the significant other you know wouldn't you like want if that some, last glance right like i would feel like it's the spirit trying to come back and like you know say it's goodbye or something and then but you weren't there mm -hmm. so it, it had to leave so was that really like, I wonder if that was, it's not doppelganger like an evil twin. It doesn't seem like a Vardoger or it doesn't even really seem like astral projection. It almost seems like his spirit left where he was at. Well, it kind of seems like a Vardoger. Well, the Vardogers go ahead of you, right? He's not going home. He did. He did. did. Well, I'm sure his body went home. Maybe they sank. Who's diving down in 1893 to get those bodies? Bodies float. But if he's inside the ship. Well, I would hope not. You would at least want to have a good view as you go down. Uh, captains go down with their ships, don't they? I never got that. Like, why? I don't know. Like, it's just I'm some honor shit. You're going to sacrifice a lot your life even though you have the ability to save yourself. 
It's like the Harry Carry where you stab yourself through the gut mm. with your katana. Yeah. I don't know. I would do that, though, because, I mean, they're going to face prosecution. Through the gut, though, man? No fucking way. If you're going to do it, do it, like, through the throat or something, so it's bad. Through the heart, just... Yeah, not through the gut. Mm-mm. Yeah. I wonder if that's to symbolize, like, the, you know, pain and suffering or somehow. It's probably just because it's physically easier to fall on your sword at that angle. But you've already stabbed yourself, so why do you need to fall on your sword? That's what Harry Carry is. You fall on your sword. Yeah. So, like, you angle it up at your gut, and then you fall forward into it. I don't know if it's just... Plus, trying to hit your heart through your ribs, getting to the guts is easy enough. But that's what I'm saying. Go for the throat. Right. Yeah, if you go through the throat, you still have enough time to fall on the yeah. See, honor set it up because you'll choke rather unless you get an artery. But why are we talking about this? I don't know. How did we get on this? Um, probably some weird shit that you brought up. Probably. Sounds. Yeah, I'll right. drink to that. So my second story. Emily Segui. Don't steal Do it. You know her. Stop it. I t- specifically told Kidding. you I was doing Relax. a Lissagi. You think I listen to you? Kidding, I always listen to you. Do you, though? I do. You don't think I do, but I do. Oh, my I hear everything you say. Sometimes I just choose not to respond. My eyeball hurts. Well, stop it. Keep stop it, eyeball. Keep going. See, it's Eyeball, no listen. So my second story is a man by the name of Sir Frederick Carney Rash. <laughs> what a name. Carn. C-A-R-N-E. Probably Carn. Cairn. Carney Rash sounds better, though. I like that better because it sounds like something that you get when you go to a fucking circus. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... A Carney Rash? It's like a oh. Ouija that passes through a circus. <laughs> <laughs> Carney Rash. Don't go there. You might get Carney Rash. You do it with a Carney that hasn't shaved in a while. You uh, get a Carney no. Rash. <laughs> In 1906, British Parliament member Sir Gilbert Parker was attending a debate when he spotted Sir Frederick Carney Rash, a fellow Parliament member, sitting nearby. This greatly surprised Sir Sir Gilbert, as Sir Frederick was severely ill with influenza at the time. Still, he politely greeted Sir Frederick and told him, I hope you are feeling better. Carney Carney Rash didn't react in any way. He just sat there with a stony, grim expression on his face. When Sir Gilbert soon glanced at his friend again, the seat was completely empty. Bewildered, he searched for Carney Rash in the lobby, only to find that no one had seen him pass by. When he discussed the event with fellow parliamentarians, it turned out others had seen Carney Rash too. When the real Carney Rash, who had been sick in bed all along, found out about the incident, he was quite unsurprised. He had really wanted to take part in the debate, so to him it made sense that his spirit had sneaked a peek. Hmm. That's weird. Unsurprised. He's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it sounds like me. Something yeah, I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> his family, however, was terrified and feared the doppelganger was a bad sign. In a small way, they were right. For quite some time, Carney Rash was annoyed by fellow parliament members who kept poking him with their fingers to make sure he was flesh and blood. 
He's like, back the fuck up, man. All right. Could you? I mean, just imagine the face. Like, I picture it. Somebody just like, like keeping the distance back, eyes wide, just waiting for your hand to go through That's their body. That's such a little kid thing to do. Are you real? Wouldn't you too? Poke him? Yeah. No. Why? Because I appreciate personal space. I'm not fucking this. Okay, up. but if there's somebody that existed that was at home at the time. Okay, so I would talk to them if the other guy didn't respond to anybody, and this guy does, I'm going to assume that more likely than not, this is the real Carney. I feel like the easier way to do it is just to poke him. Maybe. And you don't have to waste your breath. Getting all up in somebody's space. Mm -hmm. Do they, do they, so they're British, are they actually doing it with their fingers or are they long distance with their like little walking sticks and they're poking them in the back with their walking sticks? Maybe. I wouldn't doubt it. Crazy Mm -hmm. Brits. I can't actually. No, they would have their servant poke them for them. Yeah. Um, so in the end, he had to write a massively sarcastic letter to a local newspaper apologizing that he didn't have the good sense to die at the time of the doppelganger sighting and promising to behave better next time. That's funny. At least he's got a good sense of humor <laughs> <Right>. about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just so pissed off about everybody's bullshit at that I'm point. Like, Stop fucking poking me. Right. I can't take this shit anymore. It's like the kids in the backseat of the car. Mom! So are those your lovely doppelganger stories? They are my lovely doppelganger stories. Would you like a potty break? Probably. Cue elevated music. Cue potty break music. (laughs) I've been telling my dreams to the scarecrow About the places that I'd like to see I said, friend, do you think I'll ever get there? Oh, but he just stands there smiling back at me. So I confess my sins to the preacher. About the love I've been praying to find. There a brown-eyed boy in my future, yeah. He says, girl, you got nothing but time. My drunken crooning here for you. My your brown eyed boy. You are my brown eyed boy. Honey, I wait for heaven. And who has that much time? How do you keep your You woke the cats up feet on the ground and you know? Hi Emmett, you wanna join me? So Miss M. Yes, sir. You have something for us? I do I have something that apparently you tried to steal from me. Ow, Emmett's scratching me up. I you wish know. I would have. But, Head, I like this story. And I'm going to do it better justice the than you are. You so. I'm Emmeray. I am Emmeray. I am Emmeray. So, before I get into it, I had a little more doppelganger history because you stole some of my doppelganger history. Even though I wrote my story before you did? Bullshit. I always write mine before you do. I am way ahead Psych of the game. Psych <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, so some more doppelganger history. Another version of doppelgangers is called changelings, and they're from Scotland. So another shout out, Scotland. Uh, legend is, uh, says that these supernatural creatures are called trows or trows i'm not sure it looks like trow trousers they often have sickly babies 
So what they would do is they'd switch their sickly kids out with healthy human babies. And then the trial babies would look exactly like the human babies. So they grow up. They look like doubles of them. But they're all Wait, sick. Wait, what? So the trials, these these creatures. Are they like an alternate being or something? Yeah, it's just a supernatural creature. Okay. They have babies. Their babies are sickly. They're not so healthy. So they steal human babies. So they switch them with human babies. Got you. So. Do they have any superpowers? I don't know. Like, why would they want a human baby? So they have healthy. I mean, genetically speaking, you want to have something healthy in your in your population, right? To Right, but if it's not your species. Species or species? Species. There's no shh in it. There is now. Famous art depiction of doppelgangers. Um, there's one from 1864. It's called How They Met Themselves, and it's by Dante Gabriel Rossetti. And it shows uh, these two female male couples that encounter each other in the woods. Mm-hmm. So one of the couples is kind of, they're kind of glowing weirdly. And then uh, there's the human couple that meets them. And so they react in fear. I think the woman faints and the guy pulls his sword. So obviously this is something that's been around for a long time. 1864, they're making art about running into your doppelgangers. Right. Could you imagine running into another couple that looked just like us? <laughs> that would be a little weird. Like, we're still better, though. Duh. Like, duh. Uh, duh. <laughs> Seriously. Um, there was a famous case of a celebrity doppelganger. This one made the news a few years back, and it was Nicolas Cage. And it was, there was a picture of a guy from the Civil War that came out, and he looks just like Nicolas Cage. Like, it really does look like a yeah. young version of him, like a 1980s Nicolas Cage. Right. But this is a picture that goes back to the Civil War, so there was another. There you go. Celebrity doppelganger. Although that happens all the time. Like, if you think of Amy Adams and Isla Fisher, they look like practically the same person sometimes. Yeah, there's only so many different ways the human body can structure itself yeah well there's a lot of talk about that when it comes to science is that we're like 99 it's like a very very small exceptionally small percentage of our dna varies between us so there's only so many combinations it can have there are lots of other people that are going to look very very similar to you Nobody looks exactly the right. same, but they are going to look really uncannily similar. Right. So there are tons of these stories about people that randomly meet each other and they look look creepily like themselves, right? Like the dude that meets his double on a plane and then they go out, they find out that they're staying at the same hotel and they go out for beer together. Those are the dudes with the beers. Yes, they are the, the dudes with the beers. Yep. <laughs> That's a big that famous picture. case. Uh, there's a group of friends... I think they're from germany i'm not 100 percent sure but they were so fascinated with the idea of somebody else that looks just like you that they um they started a website and app it's called twin strangers so what you do is you upload this picture of yourself i saw that yeah it's multiple pictures of yourself and then it compares you to everyone else well not everyone i think it's like two million people or something but it compares you to a large subset of people uh, and other uploaded photos to see if you can find somebody else that looks just like you. And 
We should try that when we end this episode. They were really cool. I, I was looking at some of the photos and they they do a damn good job. It's weird how much people look like each other. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was cool. We gotta try that. When I was younger and less tired and a little thinner, people used to tell me I looked like um fuck, I forgot her name. Taylor Swift. Definitely not that. Hannah Montana. How did I forget her name? She's one of my favorite actresses, too. Eva Longoria. <laughs> no, she was in Casper. I'll Google it for you. Oh, my God. Which Casper? The Casper. How did I forget her name? Mel Gibson. And she was in um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. She's been in a ton of shit. Christina Ricci. That's what it was. I had Catherine stuck in my head. Is it Christina get... Ricci? Yes, you nailed it. Got it. Thank you. I, I would have been say... lost without you. Yeah. I mean, I was starting life to crazy. story, right? Yeah, yeah. So Christina Ricci. People used to tell me I look like Christina Ricci. When we first met, I thought you kind of looked like uh, Ryan Reynolds. I didn't understand that at all. You don't think I do anymore? No. Why? I don't know. Maybe because I've seen your face so much that I don't think you look like Ryan Reynolds now. You know, when you're exposed to somebody so much, they, they just look like that person you. are saying you. I'm not cute anymore? Oh, my God. That is so not what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. You're so you don't love me. Such a pain in the ass. Why don't you love me? Okay, so I have a story for you, you gigantic pain in my ass. Definitely not getting a booty rub tonight. That's a lie. You want to bet? more for you than it you is for me bet? anyway. Yeah, I keep telling yourself that. <laughs> okay. So. You going to get into your story finally? I am. Jeez, if we've been waiting all night. If you'll ever shut up, you just keep talking. Three hours later. SpongeBob. Oh, lives in a pineapple under the sea. Emery. <laughs> a book published by American writer Robert Dale Owens um, in 1960, 1960, 1860, slightly different era just a little bit it tells um kind of a weird story of a woman and her doppelganger and you kind of guessed who this woman was already her name is emily sagi so the story was supposedly told to him by julie von guldenstug <laughs> who was the second daughter of Baron Gon- Baron baron von guldenstug i think i've heard that name before you just want me to say it again that person you heard that name before I feel like I've heard that name before. Baron von Kodenstub. Stub. Yeah, exactly. Stub. Anyway, when Julie was 13 years old, she was a student at a girl's school in Latvia, and that was about 1845. And being the daughter of a baron, this was, you know, one of those elite schools. Uh, it was all for girls. It's probably for rich kids. Um, she had a teacher named Emily Sagi, sometimes called Emily Sagay, so... With a T at the end instead of two E's. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly in French. Saget. No, not like Bob Saget. Bob Saget. You ever see the Tourette's guy? No. Sorry to get off <laughs> guilty <laughs> here, but the Tourette's guy. It was a YouTube thing. I'm pretty sure it was all just a hoax. It ended up just being so they could get views. But there was this guy who had Tourette's, um, but one of his key phrases was always Bob Saget. Like, you know what Tourette's is. Yeah. I mean, you know. Um, like his, and it was always his son who would film these things. 
So his son would do something just to piss him off. He'd be like, oh, fucking Bob Saget. <laughs> I would love it if he did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Is that how you want mine to write to be? Bob Saget goes back to my youth, man. Between America's Funniest Home Videos and then... Full House. Oh, no. I didn't watch Full House. I hate I, that show. Fuck you. so not my thing. I can't date you anymore. Are you serious? Why do you have to say it's that? It was so annoying. It was not my show. But no, Why? Be, but between America's Funniest Home Videos and Half Baked. He was in Half Baked? Yeah. Where? He was a pot smoker in Half Baked, of course, because that's what the movie's about. And then what? I think he did something like he was Was he it. one of the three? No, no, no. He's like Was a, he a minor role he, or something? He's a minor role. Oh. Um, and then he talked about, have you ever sucked a dick for crack or something? Was that like an AA meeting? It was hilarious. And I could never get that out of my head for Bob Saget. <laughs> Sucking dick for crack. Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do though, right? Sorry, Bob Saget. That's how I will forever remember you. <laughs> not full house. <laughs> Sucking dick. I'm sure you're not the only one. <laughs> so anyway, Emily, she was the teacher. So she's a she was a pretty likable. Uh, she was really intelligent and respectable. She was about thirty two years old, and she was from France. And she was considered to be a really good teacher, but she'd had trouble holding down a job. She kept moving from one school to another, and she'd been fired from nineteen schools in sixteen years, which I thought was a really weird number because she's thirty two. 16 years of teaching, she would have been 16 years old when she started teaching. Damn. You're good at math. But think about it, though. Is that realistic? Was she really teaching at 16? Even in 1845, uh, yeah, I think that would have been young. You really think so? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, school probably only went up through, like, 8th grade for most of them, but still. Do you think they went know. from 8th grade on to college? They were like, boop, fuck high school. Was college even a thing? Yeah, universities. Oh, yeah. Oxford University's been around for hundreds of years. I don't know. Well, and you definitely didn't need a teaching license. Maybe it's just something that she found that she was teaching good at. Teaching license? Is there a special license for teaching? There is. I mean, there are certificates. You graduate, but... You need your teaching certification. license Certifications. Teach. There's a license. No. Yes. No. You can get your license revoked. No. Do you need me to Google this? Sure. <laughs> okay. So a lot of schools in 16 years. 19 jobs, man. She could not hold a job. In 1845, so the year that Julie was 13, the headmaster of the school's, the school, the girls' school in Latvia, his name was Mr. Buck. Uh, he learned why Emily couldn't hold a job when he started getting these really weird reports that she'd been split into two. So one day she's she's standing up at the board and she has a room with 13 students in it and she's writing away. And as she's up there, her 13 students see her double by her side and they're mirroring, like it's mirroring her movement. So as she's, for example, writing a cursive E, her double's writing the cursive E next to it, right? But she did not see her double. Just was the, the double writing anything? Like, was it was the, the script visible on the board also? I'd, they didn't say that it was actually writing. I was just giving an example that 
it was mirroring mirroring her, her motions. motions. Yeah. Okay. So what'd you find? Look, okay, so this is from there's one the first one's all education schools. The second one is Ohio.gov and it's teacher license overview. Oh. First one is state teacher certification and licensing guide. Oh, I think this might have been the first time in thirteen episodes that you were right about something. Ha! Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Why don't you I'm right about a lot of things. I just don't care to Google them to prove myself because I don't need that gratification. Says the man who just Googled himself. Googled his facts. Whatever. Anyway. I just really wanted to prove you wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It all built up right to this moment. 13 episodes later, I need to prove this bitch wrong. Yep. All right. So when she would sit at the tables eating probably at like lunch dinner i don't know if they they probably had all their meals together it's a girl school it's probably a boarding school so she's sitting at dinner? the table eating it doesn't matter when she's eating it doesn't matter the double would show up and it would mimic her movements and this was also witnessed by school staff so this wasn't just students like 13 year old girls sitting in her classroom being 13 year old girls who make shit up as they go right this is adults seeing this um, but again, she never saw it. So even though she never saw it, she was reported to become kind of groggy and powerless and just really kind of out of it whenever it was around. So you would think that for her, that would be a sign that this is happening personally. That's what I would think. Like she would make the association that yeah, whenever you would she think felt that groggy, she would. you know, the, her students would say, yeah, you got yourself standing right next to you. Yeah. Yeah. You would think that would be the moment where you're looking around like, shit, am I here? Are there two of me? What's going on? What's going on? At some point, uh, she was helping a student get dressed for a festival. And when the girl looked down, she saw two Emmy Lees. Emmy Lees. Emmy, that's how you say it. Emmy Lee. I, come on. I took French and that was my name, of course. Duh. Emmy Lee. Emmy Lee. So she saw two of the Emilies, and she fainted. The little girl did? Yeah. I wouldn't blame her, though. I mean, if, you, if you've if you got one person there one moment, and you know that there's only one person, and they don't have a twin, and then you look down, and there are two of them there, you're like, the fuck is going on? Right. She's probably already 1845, like, in a corset or something in a situation where she's not she's breathing that, that well. She's on that verge. Yeah. So you put her over the edge, and she's over, keels over. <laughs> Toppling a tree. She has to take one deep breath and she's <laughs> gone. Uh, the most famously talked about occasion, and the one that that possibly has the most witnesses, happened in front of forty-two people, including students and a supervising teacher. So, one day there's an, another teacher that comes into the room to supervise the students for a bit while they worked on like needlepoint or sewing or something, and. Since there was another teacher there, Emmy Lee's like, okay, I guess I'm. Th- we really don't need two people in here right now, right? Mm-hmm. So she goes, I'm going to go tend the garden. And she takes a little stroll outside the classroom, goes to start tending the garden, and you can see the garden through the windows in the classroom. Okay. And the supervising teacher's still in there. So at some point, the supervising teacher uh, gets up and leaves the room. And then 
Emmy Lee walks in and sits in the empty chair, which on at face value doesn't seem that weird, but then a student kind of looks up from her needlepoint and notices that Emmy Lee isn't only sitting in the chair, she's also working outside in the garden. Hmm. So they, they're, you know, they're doing their double take, like, back and forth. Right. And they notice that Emmy Lee outside starts to move kind of slowly. Like, it's harder for her to move and harder for her to cut the flowers and do the digging, whatever she's doing out in the garden. It looks like it's more labored since the doubles appeared inside. That's weird. It is weird. So, two of the students decide to go up and try to touch the imposter Emmy Lee, but their hands go right through her. And they said it kind of felt empty, like it was made of cobwebs. So, you know, when you you ever get that feeling when you're walking through woods or something and you feel like there's a you walk through a cobweb, but then when you try to find it, you can't ever find anything on you? All the time. It's like an eternal battle. Mm-hmm. So that's like, um, that's associated with just paranormal situations, like almost like walking through ectoplasm. Because you can't find anything physically there, but you definitely felt that on your face. And you know that feeling. Mm -hmm. So that's what these kids felt. They felt like they were reaching through something made of cobwebs, which would be such a gross feeling. Could you imagine reaching? Like in the Mm -hmm. horror movies when somebody reaches their hand through. I'm like, no, bitch. I would have gone outside. I don't care if I have to walk two blocks away to find a stick. I'm not putting my hand through that shit. Nasty ass. Uh Uh-uh. So, um... When the real Emmy Lee finally comes back inside, the double's gone, and Emmy Lee's back to her old self, she doesn't notice anything. Mr. Buck, the headmaster, calls her into his office, and he's questioning her about it, and she said that she she had been in the garden, but that she'd wished that she was inside with the students, but also wanted to be in the garden at the same time. So she kind of wanted to be in two places at once. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that like your... Um, Carney Rash, he wanted to be in two places at once. Like, he was really sick, so he needed to be home, but he also really wanted to be a part of it. So, parents started to get really upset, and they complained to the headmaster, and they started pulling their kids from the school, because this is freaky. If your kids are writing home, like, yo, mom, my teacher just kind of appears and then disappears, and she feels like a bag of cobwebs. Like a witch. Yeah, it's a little bit weird, especially in 1845. When I started reading this, all I could think was helicopter parents. Like, apparently they've been around forever. forever. What? Helicopter parents, you when know. you started reading what? what? This portion? About the parents pulling their kids from school. That's not a helicopter parent. That's just a concerned parent. Yeah, okay, but my kid's telling me that my that her teacher is doubled. It's a little bit weird. I'm going to pull my kid from school. It just made me think of helicopter parents. Like the parents that call up the school and go, why did my kid get a B? Uh, your kid is a sophomore in college. Why the fuck are you calling right. me up? <laughs> <laughs> like he claims himself as an independent on his taxes. Why are you calling <laughs> your, so weird. his professor? <laughs> so the kids are getting pulled out. And unfortunately, the headmaster had to dismiss her like he, he really didn't end up with a choice he's losing money he's losing students it's too much of a distraction so he has to dismiss her right there's really no report of what happens to emily Sagi after that because um 
the author got this just from the one student had who had witnessed it. So it's not like he went and did research to find out where else he where else she went. Right. He's not that kind of a quality researcher. <laughs> not like you. Yeah, I'm a quality researcher. You are. Uh, sometimes. Hey, don't say that. This is going <laughs> on to the public, man. Oh, everybody's lazy sometimes. So that's her story. So the original author said that Emily Sagi Sagay was born in Dijon, France in 1813. And um, there was another podcast. I can't remember what the name of it was, but they did a whole bunch of research. And they said that there's no record of an Emily Sagi, but there, or a Sagay, but there is an Octavie Sagi that was born in Dijon that same year. So possibly she changed her name. Um, I think she was an illegitimate child, Octavie, so you might have changed your name so that people didn't realize that you were an illegitimate, or, uh, maybe the person that was remembering it remembered it incorrectly because, you know, it was t- almost 20 years later. Maybe the author changed it for the sake of relative anonymity. I don't know. Yeah. But, um... You know, if, if she'd had all those troubles with her job, she she might have wanted to change her name at some point. So there was an Octavie Sagay that lived in Dijon, France, and she was born in 1813. So the same year Emily Sagay was support, supposedly born. Huh. And, but it gets a little bit weird because the woman who told the story to the author, which, what was his name? Robert Dale Owen. There it is. So the woman who told the story, um, she's from a family of famous spirit mediums that were members of this spiritualist circle that would travel around the country of France. And they'd perform, like, psychic writing, which is where you basically... I think it's generally when you go into a trance and you let the spirit take you over, but there are other times when it's, like, you leave a room and... You come back and there's writing on a piece of paper, but psychic writing essentially, right? Okay. So that's, she's from this richy rich family that does the spiritualist shit. Well, the author happened to also be a member of that group. So, I don't know if you can really take this as truth or if it's just a story that they made up and sensationalized because they wanted to make themselves look super cool. Because I think the lead the lead member of the group was one of one of the Guldenstubes, Baron von Guldenstube. And he was supposedly like the best psychic medium out there. He was incredibly famous in France or something. Hmm. But I don't think that after reading it and thinking about it, I don't think that Emily's story sounds like a doppelganger. I think it sounds more like um, astral projection, which is where... You're all about that astral projection. Well, it makes sense though in this situation. It doesn't. There's nothing evil about it. It's draining, which astral projection is notoriously draining on the person who does it. Uh, it's mirroring what you're doing. You can't see it, but other people see it. Uh, sometimes with astral projection, if you're doing it while you're sleeping, then you're mentally there, but people can do it without, like, intentionally doing it so i'm kind of wondering if it was astral projection for her and maybe for carney rash maybe 
just it's that desire to be in two places at once so basically but it's so strong that yeah so basically yeah. your spirit splits itself in two and sends itself somewhere else i hope one day that science can prove that for us that'd be really cool i would like to know if astral projection is cool i think it's a, a neat concept but yeah that's my story of emily emily Seki. I think next next week we are planning to do Thunderbirds, right? I think so. Yeah, because that's one of your things. And you need to get away from some of the scary shit you said. In Earlier in this episode, you said we always do what you want. Ha! Joke's on you, bitch. <laughs> like can't peel, bitch. bitch. And I said, look around <laughs> it's funny it's a good episode it is a good episode isn't that one of their first episodes i maybe first season I, I don't remember it's hysterical anyway if you enjoy us and you want to be and review our bitch asses yes rate and review us if you listen to us on itunes that's a huge help rate and review us or go to facebook and rate and review us um or you can tell your friends that's a really another that's a really another that's another that's good really another really good way to get us out there and help us grow. So rate and review. That's a big one. It makes iTunes pay attention and it kinda helps move us up the ranks a little bit. And um, same thing on Facebook. But if you tell friends, that's another really good one. Get us some listeners, you know. Obviously we have Thank a few people you. who give a shit on Facebook, so because of our memes. Because of our memes. But hey, views are views. They like some of my polls, too. Um, so you can find us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Drink Drunk Dead. Or you can, if you want to, send us your stories of personal encounters with paranormal events. Anything. Anything. I don't care. Send us whatever. You can send that to us at Drink Drunk Not whatever. Why? No dick pics. That's not paranormal. That is 100% so fucking normal. And no, I don't want to see that shit. Nobody wants to see that shit. No chick ever wants a dick pic. I don't think you're speaking on behalf of all chicks. I'm pretty positive that like 99% of chicks don't want some dude that isn't their partner to just sand them. Send them. Sand them. Send them. Sand. <laughs> Sand the dick. Yeah, don't sand the dick either. That would be bad. <laughs> you send the dick, you get the dick sanded. Uh, where was I? Stories. Yeah, stories. <laughs> so if you have stories of the paranormal, send them to us at drinkdrunkdeadpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we can read them on the show. Or if you want, we can keep them private and we can just talk about them. That's totally cool. Done that with a few people. You can also DM us because I finally found out how to DM in Twitter. I found Are you it. serious? <laughs> Why don't you just ask me? I don't care that much if nobody wants to DM me. I'm not special I'm enough ridiculous. to be, be DM'd. Apparently not. Whatever. Because I'm not single. If I was single, thirsty motherfucker. Right. Sliding in the DMs. Yep. People still slide in the DMs even if you aren't single. Sometimes, but they ain't trying right now. Because they haven't seen you yet. Go look at the pictures. I'm gorgeous. 
Yeah. But so apparently not as gorgeous. Attention. Apparently not as gorgeous as Joel with his marvelous beard. What can I say? It is a marvelous beard. It's pretty fucking glorious. Except for your thumbprint underneath. That's part of what makes it marvelous. <laughs> you guys... C word. <laughs> Don't. You bring up your thumbprint all the damn time and then you sit there and you fucking finger it. doesn't mean you can like make fun of it. It's like only fat people can make fun of fat people. Unless you have a thumbprint beard, you can't make fun of my thumbprint beard. Thumbprint beard. Reared? Yeah. We've or my thumbprint rear either. This apothic red was pretty good. Go out and try it. It's just a tongue twister. Yeah, so so. So, Miss M. Shall I think we? we are wrapping up this one. Yes. Let's... Episode 13. Episode 13, lucky number 13. That's why we had our troubles. Shall we raise, raise a, a toast, toast to, to our, our ghosts? ghosts?